Hello, and welcome to Bravo Replay. I'm your co-host, Kate. And I'm Mattia. Mattia, I think you told me before we started uh, recording this morning that we have some new friends who said some nice things about us. We very much do. So as promised, we said if you guys leave us some five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts that we will give you a shout-out on the episode. So we have three to read off today. We have one from Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. They said, absolutely love this podcast. It's hilarious and informative. They would know because they're Bravo Effing Bravo. So thank you so much, Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. The next one we have is Goddess Zilla. Love that name. Uh, they gave a five-star review and they said, perfection. Mattia and Kate are hilarious, knowledgeable, and so much fun. I didn't realize how much I needed this podcast in my life until I listened. Thank you, girls. Oh, and we didn't write that, you guys. No. <laughs> that was a no- person we do not know. Yeah. Um, so that was very nice. Thank you, Goddess Zilla. Yeah. And then our last one is from Blob12345678. Love the username. <laughs> Blob12345678 was taken. <laughs> Love the name. Uh, They said, a must listen for Bravo fans. What a delight this was to listen to. Absolute fun. We'll listen to more. Oh, Blob. (laughs) Thanks. So I told you this before we started, but I have to explain. If I sound weird for the next couple of episodes, I just got braces and I hear myself lisping. So apologies. Hopefully it doesn't drive you crazy. But speaking of driving people crazy... We would be remiss if we did not talk about the news that came down the pike this week, Mattia, and the fact that Jax and Dodie are going to be back on our screens with a VPR spinoff called The Valley. What do you think? I just think we're really fortunate to have Kristen Dodie on our screens again. I know there's some problematic past, but she's a problematic person, and I think we just need to embrace that. And I do think that she's someone that's willing to and open to like learn and adapt and grow. And she is the reason why reality TV, like she is the the type of person that you want on a reality TV show. I agree. So my only concern here is it's about parents with young kids and it can go one or two ways. It can go entitled monsters, which is what I want, or like watching them try to arrange play dates, which I don't want because that's deeply boring to me. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a little worried because they kind of tried to do this in Vanderpump Rules, one of those really bad seasons when Lala just had Ocean and Sheena just had uh, Summer. And it was like very heavy in them becoming new parent content, which I get, like they just went through all of that. But that's not why I'm tuning into this show. And I would even argue people that are parents that are watching the show, they don't, this is for escapism. Like we don't want to watch them like changing diapers. No, like somebody better put their kid in a baby beauty pageant to keep my attention. You know, like I don't know diapers. I don't want to hear about schedules. I want you to be furious. Your child doesn't win little mister of California because you paid $10,000 for him to go to classes, you know? Yeah, exactly. Or I want it to be just about their lives and like the loose thread through it is like their parents, but it still is just kind of like a normal reality show. Yeah, or like maybe a baby slights Jax, so Jax gets in a feud with a baby type of thing, you know? I am looking for Jax to fight with a child. Oh, we all are. That's the whole point. He's coming back, right? 
I thought the promo looked good. I thought they all looked good on it. You know, if it's a dud, it's a dud, but I will tune in to see if it's a dud. Yeah. And I want to see how Brittany parents. I think that she's like the parent in that relationship for sure. Well, she's parented Jax for a few years, so <laughs> she has some experience. I love it. All right. Let's not beat around the bush because I imagine people want us to get to the main attraction today. Why don't you walk us through what we're going to be playing trivia about today, Mattia? So this episode is about Ariana Maddox, America's sweetheart. She was definitely the it girl of 2023. Forget Hailey Bieber, forget Sophia, whatever her name was. I don't even remember. She's Nicole Richie's like sister. Yeah, whatever her new married name is, I I don't remember. But they're not the real it girls. The real it girl is Ariana Maddox. She had a wild 2023. Mm -hmm. So we are dedicating this episode to her in standard Bravo play fashion. I will read the question twice. uh, So you listeners can listen to it. Shout it out if you know the answer. Shout it out in your car. Shout it out in your head. Uh, DM us on Bravo Replay on Instagram if you knew all the answers and what your score was. Kate will answer all of the questions and then I will let her know her total at the end. Okay. I did not study for this at all. So I'm like going for a four here. I think you'll do. I think you'll do great. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. So we like to start off with a little background question and this is just a one pointer. Uh, So for one point, where was Ariana raised? For one point, where was Ariana raised? And I'll take a state. Okay. Actually, I know this. And what's more is I know she shares a hometown with one of my favorite Bravo celebrities. So hopefully I'm not about to steal your thunder later. She is from Melbourne, Florida. And that is where my girl Kate Chastain is from. So she is very Floridian. My girl Ariana. You are absolutely correct. She is from Melbourne, Florida. It looks as though that's where she was also born, but I couldn't get concrete information, but she definitely grew up there when she was young, went to school there, went to their high school. So you got the first point. And my girl, Kate, because Kate, when Scandaval came out, was talking trash about Tom Sandoval. He's like, he could never have the time of day for me. But Ariana was another like Florida girl and she was always really nice to me. It's it's like a nice confirmation that Ariana is who we think she is. And it sounds like Melbourne, Florida has some great women coming out of it. So Melbourne, Florida, ladies, hit us up. We love you. We love Kate. We love Ariana. So, you know, hit us up. Please. (laughs) Now for our next question, this is a two-point question. Okay. For two points, what is the first name of Ariana's brother and what was he arrested for? What is the first name of Ariana's brother and what was he arrested for? Okay, so I've met him at Fancy AF cocktail signing years ago. So I know it's Jeremy. I don't know what he's arrested for, but because this is LA, I'm going to assume it's a DUI. So I'm going to go Jeremy DUI. So I will give you one point. Okay. His name is Jeremy. That is correct. Okay. He has been arrested multiple times for domestic violence, violating restraining orders, and battery. Uh, So he was arrested. Most of his arrests are related to some type of domestic violence. And there are multiple offenses with an ex-girlfriend that he had in 2011. Uh, He, just 11 months after her and Jeremy were dating, 
So not that long. She did have to file a restraining order against him. And she submitted details of a report of alleged abuse that he had committed onto her. Then he was arrested again for battery in 2012. But this was a separate incident. So multiple instances of some alleged physical abuse towards other people, becoming violent towards other people. There's some write-ups that you can read about it. I do think that's why the show, once this surfaced, um, he'd been on the show for a while. And I think once these all kind of surfaced, someone, I'm assuming the ex-girlfriend or someone did some digging being like, hey, he's been arrested like, I mean, multiple times, not just once. And I think the show started to air him less and less. That is so grim. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And didn't they try to set him up like Billy? I think it was like, oh, I don't know how real that was. They went on that one date, one or two dates on the show. I, I personally found that to be a really fake storyline. I don't think they really dated outside of the show. I think they were really trying to get Billy onto the show Mm. and he was single at the time. So they thought that was like a perfect segue But yeah, I I think that's interesting. And this is also why Katie, if anyone remembers years ago, was talking about how I believe she called Jeremy a predator to Ariana and they had quite a falling out about it. But I mean, she does have some valid points to back it up. I mean, multiple people saying this, you know, he does give me a little bit of an ick vibe. I didn't like him even before I found this out. Hopefully he's doing better now when he's worked through this, but Uh, In the reports of the ex-girlfriend, I mean, he was showing up to her place of work or her home, like knowing where she would be. This was after they broke up. This is some real T-Rav shit right here. So, yeah. Allegedly. 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 (laughs) On both sides. T-Rav and Jeremy. But yikes. Oof. Next question. (laughs) So uh, the next question is going to be a lot lighter than that. Please. What did Ariana famously say she took very seriously on Vanderpump Rules for one point? What did Ariana famously say she took very seriously on Vanderpump Rules for one point? Sketch comedy, obviously. I take sketch comedy very... I know that... I I know it's either stand-up or sketch. I'm pretty sure it's sketch, but I will give the comma stand-up as well. But I'm pretty sure she, the actual quote is, I take sketch comedy very seriously. You are correct. So she says, it's, she kind of says it twice. She says, she says sketch comedy, and then she also says comedy in the argument. So you got it right either way. Okay, good. It's an argument that she's having on the beach with Kristen and then Tom Sandoval's there. And I just rewatched the scene to keep it fresh in my mind. And it's really interesting in the scene. So Tom and Ariana are yelling at Kristen. And at the end of the fight, Kristen walks away and her mic picks up her saying, everything comes full circle in the end. Because yeah. talking about Ariana and Tom. And I was like, ooh, that Porsche. I mean, you got to give Kristen credit. She said this from the beginning. She's like, you're going to get it. She's like, Tom yeah. Sandoval gave it to me. He gave it to his first girlfriend. He's going to do the same thing to you. Like, she really was calling that out and waving that flag. And Ariana was like, no, he's an amazing man. He's like, he's so loving. And it was like, and she definitely, Ariana does go back to Kristen after Sandoval was like, you were right. Like, yeah. yada, yada. But that scene was oof to rewatch. I love it. The thing about Ariana is anybody who who I feel like watches, by the way, I took my braces out to talk about this because I feel so strongly about this. Anybody who 
is a VPR monster from the beginning. If you had to name a breakout star that was going to take the world by storm and everyone was going to love, I don't think anybody would have picked Ariana. And that's not a knock against her. She's just not really reality TV. And I think that's why she was able to do all this. But like, I thought it was going to be Stassi before Stassi's monster downfall. Ariana didn't bring much to the table as far as like storylines or drama goes. And it was really hard when I was doing this episode to find some iconic moments mm-hmm. with Ariana aside from Scandaval. I didn't want to make it all about Scandaval. Yeah. And she really didn't have any. Like she really does not have these like breakout moments where Stasi, you could just like, I mean, she has so oh, yeah. many iconic lines. But I think that's what makes her really likable is she seems so accessible. I think so too. It's just, she's not a monster and she is a normal person. And that's why she's not... We could do 10 episodes on Stassi alone. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And it, Ariana seems so accessible and normal in a good way, but not yeah. like, I would say like Crystal on Beverly Hills seems really normal, but like in a really boring way. Yeah. And there is a way to do it. I do like Crystal though. She's I fun. do. I'd be friends with her in real life. She snoresville on my TV screen. <laughs> Absolutely snoozing. But like, I bet I would love her if we knew each other. Where someone like, you know, Dorit, I don't know. I think I want want neither for Dorit. (laughs) All right. Next question. So speaking of Ariana and Tom, where did Ariana and Tom allegedly first make out for one point? Where did Ariana and Tom Sandoval allegedly first make out for one point? I feel like this is an iconic quote from him to Stassi, and I'm probably wrong, but I thought it was the hot tub at the Golden Nugget in Vegas. That is correct. It was the golden nugget. He was still dating Kristen at this time, which rewatching, I rewatched a few of these seasons like a few years ago, and they really gaslight the shit out of Kristen. Ariana included. They 100%, whether they had sex or not, you know, unclear. I think they did. Oh, yeah. They definitely did. But the way that they absolutely gaslight, Kristen making her think like, you're so crazy. You're so, you know, hyper aware of this. You're freaking out. You're the bad one. I'm the good one. It is a little tricky to rewatch, especially knowing everything we know now that Kristen was right. She really was being cheated on and she's just begging. There's one scene she's just like sobbing and begging Tom. She's like, just admit it. She's like, it's not that I care because obviously Kristen was cheating on him. That that was their whole relationship. They were both sleeping with other people the whole time. It was like a kink they had. She's like, just admit it. And the fact that he wouldn't do that, I think is just so emotionally manipulating and so cruel that all she wanted was the validation of him to look in the eyes and go, yes, I I know that you're cheating on me. You know that I'm cheating on you. Yes, I'm sleeping with Ariana. And Ariana is fully in on this of, of you know, going through and, and really reaming Kristen and to kind of wedge her into that whole crazy woman trope. When in actuality, Kristen was 100% right about all of this stuff. They were hooking up while they were still together. And he did do the exact same thing to Ariana that he did to Kristen. Like, you can say what you want about Kristen, but she was right on all the fronts. What is it? Everyone's grandma says, how you get them is how they leave you. Yes, yeah. How you get them is how you lose them. Yeah. I mean, Kristen was right. And we got to give her credit for that, I think. Justice for Kristen. Love you, Dodie, if you're listening. You were you looked at our um, Instagram stories the oh. other day. So we love you. Love you, Mariposa. Okay, so this next one, this is a tricky question. Okay. For two points... 
Why does Ariana scream at Tom Sandoval that he is being so obtuse right now? For two points, why does Ariana scream at Tom Sandoval that he is being so obtuse right now? Now, I'll I'll accept a general kind of explanation to the scenario and what's happening. She was always so nice to him. This is in my lizard brain right now. So it, it has to do something with Schwartz. It has to be Schwartz related because that's the only time pre-Scandival that Ariana would go after him. And I, I don't think that she screamed at him, you're being so obtuse right now during Scandival. I could be wrong. So I'm going to go with Schwartz related. So this was actually the season when we find out that Jax cheated on Brittany. Oh, there's a party in Katie and Schwartz's apartment. And then there's a party in Jackson, Brittany's apartment. And the voicemail is played to Brittany of Jack's talking about him hooking up with Faith. He says yeah. some really unkind things about Brittany in general, who was his girlfriend at the time. And the voicemail memo was on Lala's phone and Ariana and Lala play it. It ensues a fight and then Ariana runs down the hallway and starts screaming at Jackson Sandoval. And then Sandoval takes Jax's side, not always side. Yes, always. So Ariana gets really upset that he's not standing up for her. So she screams, you're being so obtuse right now. And I always loved that quote. <laughs> and you can tell she's so drunk. Like everyone's hammered at that party, like slurring their words, like hammered. But that's really one of the few times that Ariana shows a crack in the relationship and them fighting. I do think they had an agreement to not ever show something bad about the relationship and to keep at least the relationship public side just really solid because I think one, it helped their money. And two, I do think Ariana just never wanted that aired ever. And Lala calls that out. Like she says that a few times, like you're not being as like honest as the rest of us. Yeah. A thousand percent. It's I I think Ariana absolutely would not side with Tom frequently if the cameras were off. And that's probably Tom's whiny man boy excuse about why he cheated. I couldn't care less. Same, same. Our next question, this is a one point question. For one point, what other VPR cast member did Ariana hook up with? For one point, what other Vanderpump Rules cast member did Ariana hook up with? Oh, come on. And now we know this is not no longer legend, it's fact. It is Lala in the backseat of the car while Tom was driving, I believe. That is correct. So Ariana and Lala, both openly bisexual, uh, they hooked up while Sandoval was driving them home. I believe it was from like a boozy brunch, like from a bar. He picked them up (laughs) and they hooked up. And this was used a lot against Ariana when Scandoval happened because they were trying to say like, oh, you cheated on Tom too. And I think there's such a difference with like him being present. I'm sure he somehow took part in it or there was some type of like consent given. I'm sure he was enjoying it as well Yeah. Yeah. because, you know, I would be shocked if they did that. I mean, he's in the driver's seat. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's in a tiny car with them. Like he could have pulled over and been like, Hey guys, now listen here, Buster, but he didn't. 
he's a gross guy. I'm sure he's like, I wish I was filming this right now, you know? And I think, too, there is this strange dynamic of, like, women in heterosexual relationships, like, them hooking up with another woman. Woman, it's not considered, like, cheating, especially yeah. if the guy is present. But then if yeah. it's a guy, and I think that ties back to a lot of, like, misogyny because, like, men just don't want to know another man has touched you because then they view you as like some type of tainted good. But when a woman does it, it's like sexy and cool and hot and it's not cheating. And it's just really misogynistic. But I think, I think that they definitely, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they did some type of like threesomes in that way. Oh, sure. And, but that still isn't cheating. It's like, that's kind of what the point comes back to is like, there's a difference between your partner knowing and consenting to it and doing it behind their back. Yeah, or and hiding it. Maybe he didn't consent. Maybe they had a conversation, but she didn't hide it. It was kind of impossible to hide it because he was driving, but still. (laughs) But I have to say, this is the only other cast member that Ariana hooked up with, where everyone else has hooked up with many other people. I mean, Peter has gotten everybody. Yeah, the Kevin Schwartz has. Yeah, they've all he has, but and like Schwartz has, and all these other people, and. I think that's interesting that Ariana really is kind of the golden girl of she's she's kept her shit pretty clean. She she played the long game, man. We got to hand it to her. She played the long game. I appreciate her a lot. So for our last question for two points, what rapper's music video did Ariana make a cameo in? For two points, what rapper's music video did Ariana make a cameo in? Okay. I keep waiting to drop the knowledge that I know that Tom Sandoval was in two Bon Jovi music videos because I've actually watched them multiple times from like 2005, which is sad to say I typically will watch the music videos that the VPR people are in, even though I'm far too old for them now. So I know this. It's a guy named Young Gravy. And it was like from a few years ago. You are correct. It is Young Gravy in his song Oops in 2021. By the way, it's terrible. It's it's terrible, guys. It's terrible. And I literally have t-shirts older than this rapper. So don't know what to tell you. Watch the Bon Jovi one instead. Because I think Dodie's in the Bon Jovi one as well. At least one of them is the girlfriend. But Ariana does look super hot in this music video like he's like tracy with the honda tracy with the ass and she comes out and they like show her ass and it looks so good but i love to show like listen she was booked and busy before scandaball this is 2021 yeah so i went to go see her live gosh last week and she was talking about it a little bit about she she literally has a theater major she was a drama geek so she's always been training for this. And she went to New York because she wanted to go on Broadway, couldn't make it there. And that's why she came to L.A. Like this girl has always wanted this. It's not like she was like a vapid model who didn't train to be an actor, right? Who just thinks she can just show up. She's put in the time and she's finally getting her a chance at almost 40. So I like that. I love that. And I watched a few clips of her on Dancing with the Stars. She was a very good dancer. Like she, her technique was really strong. I thought she was really fluid, especially compared to a lot of other, those kind of like D-list celebrities on the show. She's talented. I'm excited to see clips of her when she does Chicago. I think she's going to crush it. And I think that she is someone, you know, out of everyone in the Vanderpump Rules cast, you know, I don't think Jax is really talented in the traditional entertainment (laughs) definition but I think Ariana does. And I think Ariana in that music video, I liked her. I thought she seems like, you know, 
a good, you know, not that it's that hard to just kind of like walk around and look hot in a music video, but it kind of is because Kim yeah. Kardashian does Kim Kardashian's in the Fallout Boy song. Thanks for the memories. Do you remember that? Oh my God. Yes. Oh, she's terrible in it. She's awful in it. So I was like, Ariana, you did better than Kim Kardashian ever could in a music video. Listen, she may not be compelling reality TV as a storyline driver, but that's not to say she's not talented and doesn't have a presence. I just think it's really funny. Out of everybody, out of all the wannabes on VPR, it is Ariana Maddox, who is the breakout hit, who could very well transcend Bravo and go have a real career in Hollywood. And that's bonkers to me. I could definitely see her doing like Hallmark movies for the next 10 years, lifetime yeah. movies. You know, I don't think she's going to be in an Oscar award winning performance, but she'll get a steady paycheck. And I love to see that about her. Yeah, good for her. Honestly, I am not angry about this at all. Good for Ariana. Well, I have your total. Okay. So total was 10 points mm -hmm. and you got a total of six. That's not bad considering this was all just knowledge I already had. <laughs> you crushed it. You wanted to do four. Yes. And you got higher than that. So I would say I would label you an Ariana Maddox uh, savant. Thank you. Thank you. I did pay way too much money just to see her talk on a stage for an hour last week. It was it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, Bravo replay, we're boots on the ground. We go to the Bravo events. We're doing the investigative research. We are out here doing it all for you guys. You know, we're going to buy the products. We're going to go to the the talk show airings and, and mm -hmm. their, all of their other kind of like money grabs. So you don't have to. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, I've had Vanderpump Rosé. Please don't. It is, it is like drinking sugar juice. It is disgusting. I'm sorry, Lisa. It is really bad, but I would say Lover Boy is actually really good. I've heard that. I so until it comes to Target, I don't know when where I'm going to drink Lover Boy because I can't find it. But I only go liquor shopping at Target, so kind of an issue. In New York, where I used to live, I would get it there really easily. Actually, it, it was kind of all over New York State. You can order it directly off their website, also sometimes. Um, but I think it's really good. It, it's kind of like a truly is what mm. I would compare it to. They have like really unique flavors. I recommend it. I remember them passing it out at BravoCon in 2019 and thinking it was good. They did like little tasters and then I got it on my own and then my roommate bought it once. And you guys, that one's like worth your money. So does it have caffeine in it though? Because those teas when you do, the, I can't do caffeine with my liquor because I just fall like I'm up all night like a lunatic. I do not think that there is. If there is, it is definitely not marketed. But okay. when I had it, I don't recall any type of caffeine side effect. I don't drink caffeine really at all. So mm -hmm. I didn't notice anything. So I doubt that there is. But yeah, their teas are good. I think their merch is really cute too. Agreed. Because Amanda's a graphic designer. Like it's cute. She's talented too. I think, you know, she does a lot of that, the creative direction of that brand and that brand is really taken off. Like I remember watching him talking about trying to launch it on the show and I was like, it'll never take off. You know, no one will want this shit. And then here I am buying it with my own money. So joke's on me. I mean, of all the Bravo people that could have a liquor line, Kyle comes to mind, Shep, like this whole trap hop with Austin, really Shep is the one who should have launched beer. Come on. I will never give Shep Rose a penny of my money. I don't care if he had like an antidote to like some illness. Like I refuse to give that man any of my money. So I, and same with Austin Kroll. Muppet oh, he's awful. 
Oh, yeah. I wouldn't give them a dollar. So I don't care what they come out with. I don't drink beer either. So I'm not giving them any of my money. Would you buy one of Craig's pillows though? That's how I say the name, Craig. A hundred percent. My friend was just in Charleston and she did purchase some items from Sewing Down South. She asked if he was there. He was not there that day, but they said that he goes into the store a lot. I don't think so. I'm sure they just say that. Yeah. You just missed him. You just missed him. You know, they always say that whenever you go to a celeb (laughs) store, they're like, you just missed him. It's like, no, they don't. They just collect their money and then they never come into the store. But she said that it was super cute in there. The quality was good. I would definitely purchase something. I like Craig too. And what I want to buy is a hat that says, what's wrong with my sewing? I love that. Oh my God. I just binged all of Southern Charm like in the past two weeks. So I am very up on Craig. I will say this. If you're in Chicago, Joan Cusack has a gift shop in Old Town and she's there frequently, guys. I will say I met her there. Same. So confirmed. Yeah. Don't be weird. Don't be. Yeah, she definitely doesn't like, like, she doesn't want you to go up and talk to her and be like, oh my God, you're Joan Cusack. Just like be chill about it and just kind of like give her a smile and and poke around. It is actually a really cute shop and they do have great gifts. Like it's a great like birthday gift place to go. Judy Maxwell home. You heard it here first. (laughs) Right in Old Town by all like the bars and restaurants. It's so fun. Mattia, I just had an idea. Before we go to Look Who's Talking Trash, our favorite segment, I think we should try to find Bravo food items, like lover boy, the wines, and we should do a taste test because we live close enough to each other. We like, I could get a can, you could get a can and we can try this on air and we can start to give our reviews because really, I think that's what the people want to know before you go spend $30 on Vanderpump Rosé. Should you try it? That is such a good idea. I am totally down. I'm already going to clock Loverboy is my number one. I did used to try some of Bethany's Skinny Girl products years mm. ago. I remember, and I was underage. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> I know she's listening. I had, uh, actually, you know what? She might've given it to me. It was the Skinny Girl Margarita mix. Do you remember that? I don't think she still sells that. I don't think it's in stores anymore. It's not very this doesn't sound so old Gen Z appropriate anymore because we're millennials. We got all the like, you should be skinny. If you're hungry, drink water. <laughs> and that like that's not what this generation gets anymore. So they don't get all the shitty diet food and diet drinks that we had to like be forced to because it was like so bad. Do you remember that when they were like, you'd be starving? They'd be like, did you drink a glass of water? And like, I literally be like, no, I I must drink water. That's probably the issue. And it was like, no, you're hungry because your body needs nutrients. Like, yes, you need water, but you also need food. There's no way Bethany could do her skinny girl, her skinny girl shtick nowadays. Like Gen Z would like revolt and they should, we should have. Why didn't we? Because we were young. Like I remember my mom telling me, my mom, was 100% almond mom because she'd tell me like, oh, if you're hungry, like grab a handful of almonds. Like literally those exact words. And I remember we used to have the 100 calorie pack almonds in our house. And I would eat because that's, you know, when I'm like 12 years old and your parent is telling you like, this is how you eat. Like, this is what you do. What am I, how am I going to know? I'm just a kid. I I don't know how bodies work. So I ate the 100 pack. Oh my God. What is the brand? It was like green bags. I remember. Blue diamond. They're blue diamond. Yes. Oh yeah. I had those too. And Bethany really capitalized on that. Oh, that whole hate your body, hate yourself, drink my shit and you'll be skinny thing. Yeah. 
a friend of mine did purchase one of her books for me. It's called Naturally Thin. It was a it was a prank joke that they a prank gift they purchased me years ago. I could not finish the book, but if you guys want a recap of it, let me know. But a lot of it was her big thing is like you want to taste food but not eat it. Oh my so god. Like, the whole thing is just like she has like chapters on it. Like you just take a bite of food and then you set it down and you just like enjoy it and but you never finish your plate. And I just was like, what if you're hungry? Right? What if what if you're hungry? When I have my period especially like I am hungry. Yes. Like I want like a sub. I want like food. Yes. And like, I can't imagine just sitting like tasting crackers when I'm menstruating. I need you guys to know right now, I have my Grubhub order queued up for that. I'm going to click send after this. And it is a goddamn small pizza and an Italian sub. And I live alone. This is dinner tonight. I'm making pasta sauce and meatballs for dinner. And then I'm going to eat one of those Target, um, the Target snack mix bags. Have you tried any of those? Which I've tried a lot of them. Which one? Well, I bought two that I'm going to be finishing tonight. And I know there's like nine servings in a bag. I'm eating all of it tonight. The s'mores one. Oh. And then the mint chocolate chip one. I like peanut butter monster myself. I haven't gotten that one yet. That's good. And have you had the almonds that come like, um, I think they're seasonal, but they'll be like donut glazed almonds and they taste like donut glazed, but they're, they're, they're almonds. They're healthy. I've done the dark chocolate, pink Himalayan salts mm. almonds. Oh my gosh. Those are, a bag is a serving. Yeah. That's what I, I, I ate a whole tube of Lifesavers earlier. It's fine. And I will say here, a pint of Ben and Jerry's is a serving and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. One pint of Ben and Jerry's is a bowl of ice cream and you can yeah. finish it in one serving. Yeah. Screw you, Bethany. Yeah. It's, yeah. Screw you, Bethany. And you're like, you know, she definitely just has some type of like orthorexia or oh, eating yeah. disorder because, and she's so obsessed with like, you know, carbs and low sugar and don't eat a lot. And that's how she's able to stay so incredibly thin. I think she yeah. overworks out, under eats. And is naturally a thin person. So that's how she gets to be like bone thin. And then she tries to, you know, she capitalized on making other people feel bad about it. Because the food really wasn't healthy. Like margaritas are not healthy. No. The margarita is a margarita. And she did like the popcorn. She did granola bars. I mean, I tried a lot of these. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones she did. But they're basically just snacks. I will say this. I liked her popcorn because she had like like a salt lime popcorn for a while, I think. And that was good. But the other, the thing about these diet foods, and we're going off on our tangent, but the thing about these diet foods, if you ever read the ingredients, it's full of shit you can't pronounce. Like they have to put so much shit in there to take out butter, which Mm -hmm. you know, like is in what's in butter. You don't know what's in like this hydronated oil that you can't pronounce. And it's just like, that can't be healthy. No, and it's not. And that's why it's like, at the end of the day, sometimes it is just healthier to just like have a normal bowl of ice cream. Yeah. Than like hyper processed, crazy diet. Uh, what are the Atkins like granola bar that has some type of chemical made in a lab? It's like just, it's okay, you know. Just have a, a chocolate bar once in a while. You're not gonna die. Yeah, eat it all. Don't just taste it like Bethany wants you to. <laughs> but I think that's a good idea to go back to your original point. Like trying some of those. Now we, I know we won't be able to do Vita Tequila because it's allegedly not a real product. So. Lisa, if you want to send us a bottle, if you can, I don't know, make one. 
I don't know if you're able to produce it, but if you could, you could send it to us, but I don't think you can. So. And Lisa, if you do send it to us, it needs to be sealed because I don't feel like tasting your spit. <laughs> Even though I'm sure it's nice. Yeah. You can't just send us a half used one from like one restaurant in Utah. It has to be like from the production line. Let's see if you can do it. That's your challenge, Lisa. Her cybersecurity person, who, by the way, has to be Henry, her youngest son, is probably like furiously typing off a message right now. <laughs> uh, but you just can't do it, right? No. Well, we've talked some trash, so let's go over to us uh, and Bravo Liberty's talking trash. And I uh, I think you're going to have some thoughts on this. So our girl, our, our girl, our girl, Kyle, these damn braces is talking about Dorit complaining about how they're not really friends anymore, which I think is all for show. But this is what Kyle had to say. This is not to be shady, but we've only gone on one trip together as a couple, as I recall. Mal, PK, Dorit, and me. We did do Vegas together. That's true. And then we've been in London at the same time. That was just a flat-out exaggeration, Kyle said about Dorit's comments complaining that they don't hang out anymore. What do you think? I feel like I've seen so many photos of them hanging out outside of the show on Instagram. I feel like it's like shoved down my throat about how much like Teddy, Kyle, and Dorit hang out. So I don't agree with that. But Dorit is definitely having a hard time with Kyle having this new friendship with Morgan. Yeah. And I've said this before too, you know, I, I think Kyle goes for these really intense friendships to kind of... To replace, I think, a relationship of not having her mother around, not always having close relationships with her sister. So she has like a really intense friendship with Lisa Vanderpump. Then she has like a really intense friendship with Teddy and a really intense friendship with Dorit. Now she has this really intense friendship with Morgan. And I think she kind of latches on to people that fit who she is at that moment in time. And I think who she is right now is this, you know, grief stricken person who wants to be sober and make some changes in her life. And the most recent episode of Beverly Hills, I really liked where she kind of said at the end, you can see that Kyla's kind of taking off the rose colored glasses and realizing Mo has not been there for her. I mean, him not going to that celebration of life for her best friend since she was seven years old. Yeah. And Garcelle says this, that is telling. And I think Kyle's like, you know what? I'm in my fifties. If you can't be there for me, I'm not going to be there for you anymore. And I think that that was a great thing that she's kind of realizing that she has to stop investing in people like Kathy, like Mo, who don't reciprocate it. And maybe Dorit is one of those people. I think Dorit is somebody who is nice to your face as a friend and just will talk all the shit behind your back. And she will, she's a social climber. So she thinks that she can put you down to get up to the next rung of the social ladder. She will absolutely do it. And I don't even think she knows she's doing it. I think that that's just fundamentally who she is. And it's hard to trust somebody like that. I think Dorit too probably doesn't realize that she makes everything about her. And I could see her being really challenging of a friend of never helping someone out or never saying like, Hey, are you okay? Or here, let me send you some information on this. You know, you you mentioned this and it reminded me of this. So here, let me send it to you. Like things like that. I could see Dorit. I'm sure she has been talking about the break-in every day. I'm sure she makes every point and Sutton does this too. Like they relate everything that's happened to you back to them. I hate that. I hate it. And I think that's what Dorit is like. And I think Kyle's just fed up with it. Kyle's fed up with people 
like her sisters and, you know, Mo and other people of just her constantly giving, giving, giving and other people. And I think Lisa Vanderpump was like this too, taking, taking, taking. And Kyle's just like, listen, I'm going to die one day and I cannot be surrounded by people who will not give me effort back in the relationship. And I think Dorit is someone who I could definitely see is like, take, take, take. And she, again, I don't think Dorit realizes it. I don't think that makes it better or worse. I just think Dorit doesn't realize how incredibly self-absorbed she is. I agree. And go, you've seen Garcelle call her out. We saw her call her out in that conversation. And Dorit's like, well, I didn't mean it. And then she tried to get angry at Garcelle. It's just like, come on, sometimes just take your L. Take your L and move on and apologize. And if you like the person, try not to do it again. And Kyle did a great job with that when Garcelle brought up to her a few seasons ago when Kyle was like, oh, you didn't pay uh, the bill or the donation for that fundraising event. And Garcelle said, hey, like, that's really offensive because, and she explained it out. And Kyle just goes, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I really was just saying it factually as in, you know, you didn't, you said you were going to donate X amount of money and you never sent it to me, but I didn't realize there was other, some type of racially charged uh, comment behind that or, yeah. or and and Kyle just takes the L like she's just like I'm sorry I didn't know I was just coming at it as like a you know kind of a girl fight thing and I'm sure she wanted it to be like a plot point on the show and you can tell at the end Garcelle was like thank you so much for listening to me and accepting that and you could tell Garcelle felt that Kyle was open to it and understanding the dynamic where Dorit has such a block up, such a wall. And that's what, that's why Garcelle was able to move forward with Kyle and not with Dorit. Yeah. Well, and Kyle has very little sister energy, like the little, the youngest, cause she's the youngest of three with very strong personalities. It's like, you have to be, you have to be malleable in that dynamic in order to have harmony with your family. So I, I, Dorit has real only child syndrome or she she might be the only girl I think she just has a brother yeah she has very much princess mentality it, it, you know what I mean where you're the, you're the princess of the family you know you get all the, the shiny nice things and it's crazy to say me saying I think she only has a brother which I'm I'm like 90% sure that's accurate but it's because we do not know anything about Dorit yeah we don't and I have said this so many times where I'm just like, she is one of the longest running housewives that I know the fewest information about. And that's why I do not think she's a good housewife. And I think when she eventually makes her exit, no one will remember her. She has nothing memorable. We don't know her. We never felt connected to her. And once she's gone, it's going to be someone, you know, years down the road, you're going to be like, oh my God, I forgot Dorit was on. I agree. And it makes me think, what are you hiding? The fact that she hasn't released a book, the fact that she hasn't done all these dumb extra housewives things that everyone else has. Somebody who doesn't want you digging too deep would do that because all housewives are thirsty. All of them. That is a great point. And I would love to buy a Beverly Beach bikini, but I can't because it's not real and it's not a company. So can you imagine sipping your Vita tequila cocktail in your Beverly Beach bikini? <laughs> <laughs> and Jax is like running the social media of some <laughs> hockey team in Florida and we're eating beer cheese They're just all of the things that like never came and then oh Sonia's toaster oven is like oh. cooking my dinner but I can't because it didn't happen Sonia though bless her that we're, we're not gonna lump Sonia in because god bless her she she already forgot about it everyone else just 
Sonia's her own thing. <laughs> and Sonia Morgan Fashion did launch and was in like Bloomingdale's and Macy's. So you got to give her credit. Do you know, I actually saw She by Charade's capsule collection in Nordstrom. It was the cheapest shit. It was the Nordstrom at the Grove. It was all the cheapest. It was, um, what's the worst t-shirt brand? It's like Fruit of the Loom. It's like, because it's just thick and scratchy. Yeah. It was Cherie. Come on. Well, it's launching uh, a fall, fall, spring, uh, spring, <laughs> summer, spring, summer, summer, fall. That is like one of my favorite moments. That doesn't surprise me, though, because I just don't think she she's a businesswoman. You know, it was a fashion show with no fashion. It was like iron on T-shirts, Mattia. And they're they're like a hundred dollars. They were. And I felt them because obviously I was never going to buy them. I felt like my hands were scratchy. It was crazy. This is my Roman empire of like me remembering all the business ventures that a housewife has ever said or wanted to do. And just like remembering all of the ones that never came to fruition. But I would, if I had a boatload of disposable income, I would just buy all housewife. Like I'm buying like fresh wolf. Like I would buy everything and just test it and post it online. Like that is my dream job. Well, let's make it happen. We're going to do it. I love it. All right, let's get back to the original focus of this episode, Ariana Maddox. Okay, this is a game we've played before, but I always struggle with it. Ariana just came out with her cocktail book, Single AF. Create a cocktail in in honor of Ariana. I would have to do champagne because she's getting paid. Yep. I'm going to do some pomegranate juice in there. Mm-hmm. make it a little fruity summery she's bisexual too so we'll make it a little fruity mm-hmm. um and then i'm gonna do it rimmed with pink sugar because i feel like she's a girl's girl mm. and then we're gonna do a little bit of lime on the edge just oh, like, like a that. tiny bit so it's like i feel like she feels very summer to me spring summer summer fall <laughs> fall winter summer spring <laughs> yeah okay so for me I'm going to pull a Dorit and we're going to make this about us really because she's Roxy Hart in Chicago. So I'm going to make a Chicago inspired cocktail. So obviously it's going to have a base of Malort. And if anybody doesn't know, anybody outside of Chicago doesn't know what that is. It is an absolutely terrible liqueur. But Ariana says she loves it. It's one of her favorite liquors to do shots of. She said that at her live event. So we're going to do Malort which is tastes like wormwood. It's it's truly disgusting. Then I'm going to do uh, a maraschino cherry because Roxy Hart Chicago. I think that's very like 20s, like jazz age. And then I'm going to put seven up in it because literally Malort just tastes disgusting. So you might as well try to sweeten it up a little bit. It's like a Shirley Temple Malort. And we are going to call it He Had It Coming because that is my favorite song from Chicago as well. After you drink one of these, whatever, whoever you encounter later, it's going to have it coming. Whatever they did. I would drink that. I would try. It actually, maybe the 7-Up could make the Malort taste good. I don't know. I like that. Well, I think that's it for today. Mattia, tell everybody where they can find us on socials if they want to engage. 
So please check us out at Bravo Replay on Instagram. Uh, You can also check us out on YouTube. But on Instagram, we post memes. We post some Bravo news, some hot takes. Uh, Give us a follow on there. DM us what score you got on this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you do give us a five-star review on Apple, we will give you a shout-out on a future podcast. Absolutely. And if you make one of the drinks, please let us know how it tastes because I'm kind of curious, but I don't want to buy any Malort. It's dangerous to have around the house. So, (laughs) well, I'm Kate. And I'm Mattia. Thank you for testing your drama with us. And until next week, stay messy. Stay messy.